Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Tom Ruich. He is a business growth strategist and company leader with expertise in email marketing, web development, and content strategy. And I know for sure that you are actually really good at all those things. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Be still yes. my heart. No, seriously. Hi, Tom. Hi, Mish. Thank you for being on my podcast. It's fun to be here. We have known each other for a long time, so it's about time that right? we talked. That we, yeah, we never talk. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of bantering. Um, no, we kind of pass each other in the hall and at events, and, and we just like do high fives. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I remember your name. Sometimes not. It's a uh, Mitch. <laughs> Miss, Mitchy, something. Yeah. 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 But we're, now we're talking. I know. We're at like actually talking. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> I, I know you have. I heard you're a good talker. An awesome talker. I'm like a best talker. How are you at listening? No. Okay. I don't want to listen. So it's this podcast is all about me. So ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me things. Tell me things about Tom Ruich. Okay. So first of all, your mm-hmm. company, you have Market Volt. Yep. Email marketing solutions right there. Yep. And what else do you do? Oh, let's see. So MarketVault, email marketing solutions, been doing that since about 2001. And for about the last 18 months, I have been running a thing called Warehouse Concerts. That's right. Awesome. At at our favorite place, Medici. Medici or Medici? How do we pronounce that? (laughs) Okay, I say Medici, but Mm -hmm. is it Medici? I don't know. Is this one of those things we have to relearn? Like I used to say pho for the Vietnamese restaurants, and now I'm saying pho. Ah, I didn't know that one. We could time machine back to Florence and ask the family, the Medici's. Let's do that now. But yeah, so (laughs) warehouse concerts. um, I host and produce concerts. um, And it started as just an idea to throw a... 50th birthday, 50th surprise birthday party for my wife. Ah, brought a band into the space there. Um, The folks who run that place, Josh and Brian, were totally accommodating. Said, "Bring it on!" And uh, that concert was such a wild success. And the fact that the domain warehouseconcerts.org or .com or .net was available, I thought to myself. This is something that needs yeah. to happen. So and they're so, warehouse bands, not garage bands. I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> There's a difference. There is a difference. Yeah, if you start out in a warehouse, it's different than starting out yeah, in a garage. Yeah, if you listen to them side by side. You can tell. It's obvious. The, the warehouse band. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of people have you had come through? Oh, we've had people that you may not have heard of, but... You should have. You should have. So right? um, there's an artist named Peter Case who used to be with a band called the Plimsolls and now is a solo guy, has been so for a long, long time. Widely respected singer-songwriter. He came in last year. We had um, an artist named Travis Linville, who's a great singer-songwriter out of Oklahoma. Shannon McNally. Uh, Lindy Ortega we had. She um, has been recognized by Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone magazine as having one of the hottest uh, albums of the year last year in country and Americana. So it's people that um, are not has-beens, not uh, may become uh, uh, celebrated artists. So they're, they're real, real deal people. Cool. Yep. How, I mean, okay, so how do you find these people? Are you just, do you have like a total interest? Are you listening to different music all the time or? Yeah, I have a, I have a pretty wide 
ranging taste in music and have always, you know, back in the day, I was the guy who liked to be spinning the albums or, or bringing the mixtape to so the party. You were so DJ. Yeah. Tom the DJ. I was. So, okay, so <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, are there any kinds of music you really don't like? Mm. Like, you're like, oh, please don't make me listen to country. No, I like country. Okay. I like country music. I, I um, you know... <laughs> Four minutes of polka music is about all I can stand. <laughs> After I four love minutes, polka. Fifth, I love a good polka. <laughs> right. Uh, a four-minute polka, but the five-minute polka kind of pushes me can over the edge. Can you imagine listening to an entire polka album? No. You, you could, what, you'd have to dance a lot. You'd have to dance with it, really. Yeah, but I, I think that would be required. I, like, that's the only way you get through it. Yeah. Um, Do you polka? Only after a lot of alcohol and okay. drugs. <laughs> oh, well, we're finding out all kinds of stuff about Tom Rouge today. <laughs> he has a wild side the we did not polka. know about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Get Tom started. Oh, he's poking. Oh, my gosh. What has he been doing? So um, that's hilarious. I love it. So so you just, you're just one of those people totally interested, listening. Where do you find your music? Are you on iTunes or is it just showing up like people like, hey, you might like this, Tom? So now with um, with the internet, you can tune into any radio you station can? anywhere. Yeah. I'll, oh my gosh. I'll show you how. After <laughs> I the, no idea. After the podcast. The internet is so interesting. <laughs> it is. We could talk about the internet for hours. <laughs> There's so much to do on there. <laughs> so you can um, you can find any radio station that you can imagine. A lot of the a lot of the stations that are out there. There's one in LA. I forget the call letters. Um, we'll put it in the show notes later. Okay. Um, Lindenwood University, just outside of St. Louis, over in, in St. I Charles. I do like their has, radio station. Has a great radio yes. station. So I discover music that way. I listen to various podcasts. NPR has um, a, a great set of podcasts for. All things, all songs considered. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Great stuff. So, do you like KDHX? I do like KDHX. I love it because you turn it on and you, I never know what's going to be playing. 881 on your FM dial. That's right. Yeah. I love KDHX. Or KDHX.org on your internet dial. On the internet dial. Right. Yes, because you can listen to. Do you ever listen to foreign radio stations? No. Hmm. You could. I, you could be I like could. tuning into what's going on in France. Yeah. You just won't know what they're saying on the songs unless you speak French. Do you speak French? I used to speak French. You used to? Yeah. I used to speak Spanish. The well, uh, the used to be people we would like been like all romance language. And we're a little we're kind of ugly Americans, aren't we? You know. Well, it's just English a, is good enough for us. It's not like I'm running around speaking Spanish right now. Like I I live in Hillsboro, Missouri. I, there's no Spanish people out there, I don't mm, think. You just haven't found them. Yeah, I, I probably should just walk around They're going, there. hola, hola, and see. <laughs> Somebody will show up. I, yeah, I should have kept up on it. I yeah. didn't. I promised myself I would, and then I broke that promise. Do you have a list of shouldas? Uh, Do you keep a list? I, no, I really don't. Yeah. Because actually... <clears throat> It doesn't really bother me in all reality. Like I'm okay. Like I would, I, I could think I could go to Spain and mm -hmm. it, I'd get it and back. Get by? Yeah, I'd get it back. I've I've been to Spain twice and I got by speaking yeah. English. See, so yeah. what parts of Spain have you si. been to? See, si. see, si? claro que sí. Si. Gracias, Tom Rich. Donde está el pico de gallo? <laughs> See, huh? look, look at me go. What? So, what parts of Spain have you been to? I have been to Barcelona. Ah. I've been to the 
so Barcelona is is leaning toward the right. northern Basque country. Yes. So I've been up in that part of Spain, and I've also been to Madrid. I've been down to the sun coast, the southern coast of Spain, close to Africa. Um, yeah, I love Spain. So Barcelona, what did yeah. you do there? Did you are you a Gaudi? Do you like Gaudi? I went to the church and uh, the museum and ate a lot of good food. Yes. Um, yeah. I know. I love it there. Awesome sauce. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Tom Ruich. With Tom Ruich. All right, we're going to talk marketing now. That's what it's we do. It's a good subject. That's what we do. Tell me. The concert things on the side. The, those the marketing things. Our passion is, things. Yeah. But we both are passionate about marketing. Absolutely. And I've watched you talk about marketing several times, and I love listening to you talk about marketing. Ah. But you've started doing emails. Well, yeah, because I, I run an email marketing Which is company. a really good idea yeah, for you to like do emails Thought you I know about emails in sending emails. How's it going, that email stuff? You know, it's interesting. And, and I'll give a shout out to our pal, Adam Kreitman, who I think was on this podcast. He was indeed talking recently. about his emails. So go back to your list of mishmash podcasts <laughs> and check out Adam Kreitman because he knows a thing or two about marketing as well. Mm-hmm. And he has committed to doing a daily email. Uh, which is unbelievable. Which is cool. Yeah. And I cite the Adam Kreitman emails and how excited people are about receiving them when people ask me how much is too much, how often should I send email? Because the the point is if you send crappy emails that aren't relevant Don't and send aren't any. interesting <laughs> and yeah, you can't send too few. You know, send them once a quarter, send them just, once a month, it doesn't just matter. Just a thought, They're but don't emails. ever call your new, your email November 2018 newsletter. <laughs> Nobody will open it <laughs> unless you're Beyonce. That's somebody a good would point. yeah, somebody would open if it's Beyonce's Do you November be 2018. No, we're friends. It would, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it would be... I know I look a lot like her. I, mean, I get it all the time. It would but, be good marketing <laughs> advice. You know, just be Beyonce. If you, be Beyonce. Will, everything will work then out well. Everything falls into place. Right. You must be that talented. Yeah, but... <laughs> but in case you're not, your emails have to be a little bit more interesting. Exactly. Valuable content. If you send valuable content that people find entertaining informative, interesting, valuable. Yes. Um, They'll open it. Exactly. And they'll open it if you send it daily. They'll open it if you send it weekly. They'll open it if you send it monthly. So I committed to send emails once a week, actually two times a week, two different 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 kind of emails. The the Monday email, we call the Monday mashup. It's tips, it's resources, it's, it's short, it's quick, five things that you would value. Mm-hmm. The Wednesday email is more of a weekly fable or parable um, without the religious part of, of parables. Um, it's a story with a marketing lesson. And they're usually entertaining. Well, let's talk about one in particular. Yeah. 
I want to say Ramon, but if we were in Spain, we'd say Ramon. Yeah, I can't do that. Tell the, me about Ramon. Oh, you can't do, <laughs> I can't the, do the, the R's? No, I no, mean, no. that's a thing, though, in Spain. Like, if you can't roll your R's, you have to go to a speech person. I know. So the little, the little boy that was in the family I lived with, yep. he could not roll his R's. Yep. So he had to work with somebody. And and then I had to learn this entire little thing that, that I would say with him all the time that was about a dog that lost its tail. Yeah. But... I'll say it someday. I won't say it today. That, Tell us we'll about. We'll do that in part two of the podcast. Part. This is part two. Oh, I'm I mean sorry. the second. <laughs> <laughs> when you go, when you come back. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Ramon. Ramon. Um, Ramon sent me an email two weeks ago, something like that, and it was one of the best cold call emails I ever received. Going to catch your attention, yeah. right? And, but and uh, so here's the thing. As far as attracting leads, spam is not something we recommend or that we encourage. It's not Uh, necessarily the best way. Well, (laughs) it's not necessarily the best way to get yourself in front of somebody for the first time. But in certain cases, sending a cold call email can work. And it only works when the email is damn, damn good. And this was really good. Attention to the right people. And what was so good about it was that it got to the why of what he was selling as opposed to the what of what he was selling. I love it. When it led. So instead of saying, hey, Tom, I'm Ramon. I sell HR management software. Mm -hmm. At which point I would have said, so long, Ramon, and press delete. (laughs) Whatever, Ramon. (laughs) He said, hi, Tom, quick question. I'm, I'm quoting it. Roughly, quick question. When you hire a new employee, do you get frustrated having to enter data about that employee into five or six different places? Yeah. And I was immediately like, oh, yeah. I do. That rings a bell. Yeah, you have to to enter data into the G Suite stuff. So he's all set up with the Gmail and the Google Drive and all that stuff. You have to enter stuff into our internal communication system. You have to enter stuff into a separate payroll system. You have to enter stuff in five or six different places. So I thought, wow, this guy got my attention because he has identified the key problem or a key problem that I encounter. I can relate to the problem that he was offering. That's a great lesson for all of us as marketers. Start with the The why. why. Speak to a problem or an aspiration that your target market can really relate to. And if you get them with that, then they're thinking, okay, well, how do you do that? How do you make it easier, then you start talking about what? And Ramon started talking about what? We have some software that makes it super easy. If you enter the information about the person once, then we take care of putting it everywhere. Nice. Now he had me really interested. I'm interested in talking to Ramon. And then he also addressed an objection that I was sort of rolling through my mind, which was Sounds cool, but sounds expensive. Yes. And he, without prompting, because this was an email, not a conversation, the next line in his email was, um, by the way, we're less expensive than ADP and some of the other systems with which we we compete. Would you like to schedule a time to learn more? Awesome. Call to action to close it. Really well-constructed email. I thought it was great. So a couple of weeks ago, 
my Wednesday email told the story of receiving this email and how much I loved it and how it it is demonstrative of a great template for building a cold call, whether you're doing it by a telephone or by an email right. or through LinkedIn. It's a really good Hit template. Hit these high points. Hit I love it. Hit these points in this order. That is awesome information. Do it in a concise way. Really good stuff. Way to go, Ramon. This past <laughs> this past Wednesday, um, what's today? We're, we're talking today. Today on, is on, election day, November today 6th. Today is election day, mm-hmm. Tuesday, right. So last Wednesday, I wrote about the fact that Ramon, (laughs) I wrote to Ramon and I said, hey, Ramon, great email. I am interested. Let's schedule time for a demo. And crickets. Oh, he never answered you back? never replied. And and I have, I use Gmail for my email. Right. And I use a system called Boomerang um, that's a built-in plugin for Gmail. Right. So when I send an email can track if the email has it been was opened. opened. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Ramon, if you're out there, <laughs> I've sent you three emails now since you sent me this awesome email. And and I'm not just jacking you around right now for the sake of marketing lessons. I'm really interested in the software you sell. Did he ever open the emails? He opened all three. Ah, he I sent him three them? emails and he did not respond. And so here's the deal. The email in the uh, that I wrote the next Wednesday, it was a perfect marketing lesson again. Yes. Funny that Ramon was a great example of excellent marketing in the first email and a great example of lousy marketing in the second. Right. We as marketers often spend a ton of time and effort and money on lead attraction, we invest all sorts of energy into lead attraction. Getting leads to you. And then we're really crappy. Can I say shitty on this this podcast? Yeah, whatever you want to say. Okay, we're really shitty at doing the next part, which is to keep them engaged, keep them interested. That, by the way, is where email marketing is very, very valuable and important. You know, it's not just about getting a lead in the door because often requires nurturing and conversation and keeping them interested and educated. Right. So we do a really lousy job after we attract leads of engaging and then moving beyond engagement to closing and maximizing lifetime value of customer relationships. Or making sure that their sales force is following up on the leads. Because, you know, that's happened with, with me before where it's like, are you guys following up with these leads? You know, I don't think we got any leads. You got a lot of leads. Right. Did you follow up? When did we get the leads? Oh my gosh, did you not? I'm sending them to you. Are yeah. you not? And <laughs> where, so, where are the leads going? <laughs> so, so I have no idea whether it's Ramon's job to engage me and run the demo or whatever, or if it's Ramon's job merely to forward on to somebody, this hey, other that Tom Ruich fella, open the email, replied to the email, said he wants a lead. But Ramon, so, by email three, you should be just taking it on your own and saying, hey, Tom, received your emails. Somebody's got to step in here. Somebody dropped a ball. Yeah. And even, even if they field those emails, they look at Tom Ruich and Tom Ruich's company and they judge, oh, you know what? Not the right size, not the right industry, not the top priority for us to focus on. That's okay. But the relationship they have with me 
they could view me because I was interested enough to reply as a potential referral agent exactly, or, or somebody. So, hey, Tom, um, be happy to talk to you, but in looking at your company, seems like it might not be an ideal fit, but I'd still love to do the demo for you. So in case you know somebody who would be interested, here you go. Exactly. Now I'm just speculating because I'm just out in the dark because I bit when they sent me the cold call email and now they've just let me... Like you're just hang there. Yeah. So lonely. Or we hope Ramon's so sad. okay too. Like we hope yeah, Ramon's okay. Yeah. It, it would be it would be sad if I learn that, that Ramon, Ramon wasn't okay. Ramon was so not okay. Let's send out good vibes mean, to Ramon. Let's send that, yeah, <laughs> but it would also mean that not only is Ramon not okay, but somebody is sitting at Ramon's desk opening his emails when Ramon is not okay. Yeah, who is which, that person? <laughs> That this may, is, there's a mystery here. Yeah. Did Ramon have a phone number? Can we call him? There was no phone number at oh, the end of the email, which I found interesting. But I'm tempted because now it's sort of a yeah. Like let's now it's sort of now a it's thing. a mystery. Yeah, we have to figure this out, Tom. So I may call the company. I may fly where's Ramon, out. and they'll I, be like, no, there's no Ramon here. <laughs> it could be. I mean, that wouldn't be the first company to do all this cold call email where they they put fake names to the emails. Yeah, right. But all the more reason, back to, you know, getting serious for a minute, all the more reason that if you're going to put in some kind of mechanized, automated marketing thing, you're hitting hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, you're getting all sorts of opens and clicks and, and direct responses. If you're going to put in that kind of system on the front end to fill your funnel, you better have your game on for what you're right. going to do with Be them ready. once they, they get into the funnel. Exactly. Or else you're just... Who knows you, what you're doing? Are you Ramoning you're, you're, it? You're burnt. We don't want to Ramon it. <laughs> I think don't we, Ramon it. I think, <laughs> are, are the people are the people with the Urban Dictionary paying attention? Because like, we ooh, just ooh, hot, we just came hot, up. Let's not Ramon that. We're gonna have to start saying it all. It'll become a thing in St. Louis. It will become a thing. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to Ramon the podcast. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna take a quick break. We will be right back, and it'll be question time. Yay. Okay, we're back with Tom Ruich. It is question time. I'm ready. Okay, rumor has it. Uh-oh. <laughs> rumor has it there that you have a of, background here in St. Louis that has to do with newspapers and such. And yeah. tell us. Yeah. Um, I worked as a newspaper reporter for about a decade. Um, broke in around 1990. Worked in Northern Virginia outside of D.C. Okay. Um and then came back, went to work across the river from where we sit in St. Louis today, worked across the river in Belleville, Illinois, for the Belleville News Democrat, where I covered education, um, <laughs> covered the East St. Louis School District, among other interesting uh, beats, covered the Great Flood in, uh, oh, yeah. in wow. 1993. Um, and then I went to work for the... Um, online division of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and was very involved in the original work of creating the online newspaper that started out 
uh, being called PostNet. They had copyright issues with that. Oh, um, they okay. renamed it STL Today. Yep. Um, I was involved in um, the work of helping the newspaper, both in print and online, attract young audiences. And uh, did that for three years uh, before moving on. And then did you become an entrepreneur after that? Did you start? Well, the, the, the thing I did at the Post was entrepreneurial. Gotcha. I, I wrote a business plan to the Post-Dispatch and said, you do a uh, uh, not-so-great job of building uh, content for young audiences. And I pitched, oh, awesome. I pitched an idea uh, that we ended up calling High Ground. And the idea was we went to high schools in the greater St. Louis area, and we offered to them a journalism and internet training program. So this was 1996. Oh, how cool. When very few people knew anything about the internet, much less how to create content, how to right. create web pages and so right. forth. You're like a, you're like the, they're blazing the trail. Yeah, so we- That's awesome. We, brought in 50 to 75 high school students, taught them how to build web pages, taught them how to do journalism using uh, some of the experienced journalists from the Post to teach them. And then they created an online newspaper that was a subset of STL Today for and by high school students. And what... What we really believed at, at the time, there was all sorts of talk about how the internet was going to be very good at serving distinct communities. And the newspapers weren't getting that because the newspapers were just sort of recreating the print product right. online. And the print product was had these sort of artificial divisions within right, them right. of national news, world news, business, sports, and then this broad thing called features. Yes. Um, and and that was because it was impossible to divide print newspapers into different sections that served every possible community gotcha. of interest. But online, you can narrow and, and focus on very specific communities of interest. And what I was saying to the, the paper at the time is we have this very specific community of interest, teens and young people, who have a different set of needs exactly. than, than others. And we tried to create content that would draw them in. We were trying to get stuff into the print product. Um, it. Um, I want to be careful about how I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think the newspaper industry in general or the Post-Dispatch ever quite got, got it. it. And that's why it sounds like the, it was ahead of its time. Because well, a little to... bit, but, but, you know, I mean, because back then that was pure coding, wasn't it? To get a, it, there wasn't like a WordPress. Was, well, didn't they have was, to learn uh, coding? Yeah, there, there was, um, oh, before Dreamweaver oh for you gosh, web developers. Oh my gosh, I forgot about there Dreamweaver. There was one that Microsoft made. Um, so there, it, it was the earliest days of visual right. web editing, but right. you definitely knew, you definitely you had, had to, to know HTML yes, yeah. to, um, to make web pages. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so interesting. I love that. STL Today started here. Okay. Mm. See, look at all the people that are showing up because yeah, of this. Don't blame me. All right. Tell me, okay, so you are Mr. Trip. You go on the best trips ever, mm. right? Okay, so is there a place that you want to go, like that you haven't gone yet? What's the next Tom 
trip? So I, I like to fish. Um, I'm a fly fisherman. My son is a expert a in becoming time. a yeah, professional, yes. you know, a guide and so forth. Um, we went to southwestern Alaska out in the wilds in August, grizzly bears and all the rest. Um, you know, with <laughs> grizzly bears. My son and, and some relatives and some friends um, this past August. I have a cousin who is the bureau chief for Reuters in Shanghai, I think, in China. He's been in China for ages. Okay. And so he keeps telling us that the biggest trout in the world are in Mongolia and that he can get us to Mongolia. I don't think ah, I would just call cool. a local St. Louis travel agent and say, I let's gotta go get to Mongolia. Mongolia. But my cousin, I think, can swing this. So my son. How big are these trout? <laughs> I want to know. So big. <laughs> they are this yeah. big. You remember that children's book about the fish in the tank and and they feed the fish so much that it, it goes in the swimming yes. pool and they have to get a cream? That big. That big. That's a big ass trout. You know, 30 inch trout, which are, that's big. That is yeah. big. Are they called something different? Can you say it in Chinese, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's um, interesting, though. How fun! But you're, so that's you're, you're a place right. I'd like to go. It's not like a it's not like a thing that people put on their bucket list of travel. But you know somebody there, and you have some insight, and it would be know. unique. Yeah, but, yeah. Not many people are going to be like, oh yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah. Mongolia, Pff, every year. Um, okay. Has Elvis really left the building? Ah, I read read about that yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Conspiracy theories and and such. Yeah, I think Elvis has left the building. You don't think he's still alive and a rapper now? Yeah, in my my Monday email, the the mashup, um, yesterday was the anniversary of one of the announcers for Elvis um, saying Elvis has left the building. And and that particular announcer was recorded saying Elvis left the building. So he's the guy who was credited Ah, as coining that that phrase. And um, I cited a a song by a guy named Mojo Nixon, who is kind of a crazy man, but he wrote a really, really great song um, called 619-239-KING, where he sings to Elvis saying, please dial that number, let me know where you are, I'll get Priscilla to come over and everything will be be great. Um, And this guy wrote that song and then actually kept um, an answering machine hooked to, that was a real phone number. Seriously? Um, I dialed the number recently just to see if he's kept it up over all these years. Song's 20 plus years old now. Um, the the number's off the hook now. Oh, but, dang. But for many years, he uh, kept an answering machine going. And I think the guy should, I hope the guy kept the recording. No kidding. There's <laughs> stories there, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, there is, there's something there. Yep. At now, least a show for Netflix. Now, talking <laughs> about conspiracy theories, just today I read in the paper that scientists at Harvard, there's there's apparently some big rock, um, asteroidy kind of thing that's shaped kind of like a flat plate. And in the and in the Arctic, is that what you is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. It's out in space. Oh, oh and, shoot. And <laughs> scientists place. were kind of bewildered by the fact that when the thing was passing by the sun, 
it accelerated. It was in okay. kind of floating in space, and then it accelerated. And these scientists at Harvard are now saying they think it was an alien craft. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's at Harvard, so it's got to be for real then. Yeah. That's cool. I love conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, there it Cause is. Because it, it makes my brain feel all like wonky and weird. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and playground. Wacky. <laughs> all wacky. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom Ruich. Thank you, Mish. I appreciate this. Tell us where everybody can find you. Everybody can find me at marketvault.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-V as in Victor, O-L-T.com. And if you go to marketvault.com slash resources... You can get all sorts of free, cool, interesting marketing stuff. Sign up for our email list when you're there. You'll get the the parables and fables that I send on Wednesday, the mashups that I send on Monday. If you're interested in the music, warehouseconcertsplural.org, and you can sign up for the mailing list. And we have concerts coming up in later this month, November 17th, with a great uh, soul singer named Brian Owens. And on December 15th with a singer-songwriter named Amy Petty. Awesome sauce. Thank you, Tom Ruich. Thank you, Bish. And for everybody out there, please go to iTunes and subscribe and have awesome days. Thank you. Bye. Bye.